So happy Friday to everyone, especially all our speakers right now, Mr. Poppy, Nisam, and RT. How you guys doing? Doing good. Happy Friday, everyone. Doing good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, I'm excited to be here. I think uh, we got a lot of updates and looking forward to giving everybody a sneak peek at some of the stuff that we're working on as well kind of behind the curtain, so to speak. So with that, I'll hand it off to Mr. Poppy. All right. Thank you, Mr. Mister. So uh, first thing we're going to talk about today is the new Ethereum vaults. And I think if you had spent any time on Twitter this week, you saw that I put what are possibly uh, modern works of art up for some of the graphics. So we have the new convex vaults, the tri-crypto and the, the, the Frax. Uh, I believe we're still seeing four-digit APRs on some of those. Uh, but yeah, those just came out and we've been running a, a very active uh, social media campaign uh, out to each of those communities. And uh, in terms of TVO, I know I haven't checked today, uh, uh, Mr., but maybe off the top of your head, do you remember... Uh, I think we saw some healthy uh, investments in there already. Yeah, definitely. And we're no longer, unfortunately, overnight. We lost our four-digit APR. But, you know, there is a silver lining there because that means that we have some good TVL. Um, we're still working to build the TVL in the TriCrypto and the CVX ETH vault. But on Frax, we have... Uh, pretty close to 3 mil, 3 million USD uh, worth of fracks deposited in there. So it's off to a great start, you know, and, and what we're seeing is the the voting is, is it's really playing out nicely. Um, we're, it, it's almost, you know, maybe it's a little geeky. Uh, maybe this is the nerd side of me, but I love kind of watching the numbers uh, kind of just shift over. And now we essentially have a seven-way tug of war right so it's it's a battle for emissions uh, for between all the ve yaxis holders who are voting in our governance so thank you to everybody that's active in your voting thank you to everybody that is participating in the platform it's really it does rely on all of you to make sure the the game theory is playing out and it's it's super intriguing to see it play out right now but yeah it's uh it's good early days for these vaults but definitely we got some juicy rates on cvx and on the tri crypto vaults so if you're looking for a place to earn on your assets without having to sell hey that may be the place for you yeah you know i've i've, I've been in this space for more than a more than a minute and this is the first time I've seen Tri Crypto. That was a new one for me, uh, and I kind of wish I've I'd known about it earlier because it's it's what Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USD stables, right, Tether. And I think that if you're going to be in this space for for more than a minute, that's actually a really great way to have exposure to the obviously the top two, and then a little bit of USD in there just to stabilize things. 
Yeah. And what, what's really cool about that is, you know, we are mindful that while we are looking to deliver great yield, we are mindful that liquidity is important, right? Because you want to make sure that you're going into a strategy, you're earning your, on your assets through a strategy that is as stable as possible. And that really does just come with the depth of liquidity in these pools. So that lowers the risk profile, right? You do have a lot of folks doing the same thing that you're doing. So it makes it more sustainable in terms of that pool, being able to consistently generate that yield. So yeah, we, we're, we're really looking forward to getting some TVL into the, into the tri-crypto. The, the liquidity there is really deep and we're still able to deliver some good yields on that so yeah if you got if you got tri crypto or you're at all holding on to btc or some stables you know that might be that might be the ball for you and i think next up on the agenda the next thing we were going to talk about was going to be some of our business uh business development is that right yeah, sure, Bobby. Happy to uh, kick this one off. Um, so, one thing we've been doing is trying to leverage a new product that EtherScan came out with. I don't know if folks listening have come across it, but it's called BlockScan Chat. Um, so, it's a Ethereum address to address uh, messaging platform, so you can send messages um, to various wallets. Um, and one of our community mods, Dracula, has some pretty good skills in Dune Analytics, so he's able to pull. Um, wallets that are using different vaults, um, the underlying assets of our current vaults, and then also, you know, we're able to see um, if any of those wallets have deposited into the Axis products. Um, and by doing that, we're, you know, doing some outreach to folks that have the underlying assets but aren't yet using the Axis vaults to kind of educate them on um, how they can auto compound and how we can add value um, to the to the strategies they're currently in. So. We kicked that off this week and um, think it's going to be really useful, especially as more and more folks in the crypto community start to leverage the um, block scan chat uh, product. Um, and I'll turn it over to um, Mr. Mister to talk a little bit more about um, some of our partnership programs we're trying to go through. Yeah, thanks, RT. And, and thanks for driving that block scan program. I think it's definitely going to return value. Um, that's a little bit of alpha for the community, but uh, any of our competitors that are listening out there, I suppose we just gave them a little alpha on that one. It is a really neat idea. Uh, so really excited to see the return on that work. As far as the rest of um, our partnership work, we are still focused on trying to attract and pitch and attract capital from project treasuries, right? Whether it's these NFT DAOs, these investment DAOs, all these, you know, creator DAOs that are now popping up, right? They are amassing capital in their multi-sigs, in their treasuries. And a lot of it is idle. So we are actively going out there. We are pitching to get them to deploy some of their capital into our vaults so that they can earn, right? Have their assets work for them rather than just sit there in their treasury and just slowly deplete. So on that end, we do have uh, a, a tracker. I won't go into who we're talking to currently, but we do have a bunch of opportunities here. And we've kicked off, we've reignited, rather, I should say, our pitching. 
So we're now going back into active pitching mode. We've been a little quiet just as we've tried to get a handle on all the different priorities that we've been juggling. It is it is really starting to settle down and we're really starting, we are getting in our group. We've, we've, we're, we're firing in all cylinders at this point. So uh, switching back on into pitching mode and hopefully we'll get some, some great institutional capital there. We've had success with that program in the past. Won't get too much into that, but it's a proven model. So we're just gonna keep on doing it. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I like that firing on all cylinders. I got to tell you, if you guys are sitting there listening, uh, one thing I can tell you, and, and I know most of you probably know know me, I've been very deep on Y-axis for, for, for a minute. Uh, I've never seen the team as energized as I have now. Uh, honest to goodness, it is, it is just frantic pace uh, that we're working to get things done, get things out. Um, so I know the question's always when right? When, when are things going to happen? When are things coming? And my answer is always going to be soon. And it's going to be soon because these guys are working hard to get it done soon. Uh, for the next, I think the next section, we're going to talk a little bit about the bylaws, speaking of getting things done. Uh, RT, do you want to take this one, sir? Sure. Uh, just, so I guess just to step back and get ever give everyone some background, um, if we have some new lis- listeners or folks that haven't been in the discord over the past couple months, um, we we're we're working through setting up you know uh, a true DAO, um, and to do that we decided you know given how early of a project we are, um, and kind of need some flexibility to get our footing under us and get our initial wave of products out there, uh, we figured it makes sense to use a uh, DAO transition structure and have a DAO council, so kind of have a buffer in between the broader community and the core team um, that's building the protocol. Um, so we had a community vote. And had five individual, six individuals get voted um, based on different areas of the project. So we have myself as the operations side of the council. Um, Poppy's kind of now in a dual role, but was the community engagement. Um, Misum, who's on the call, is running our um, Ethereum council. Uh, Abuchino, who you see in the Discord a lot, um, is running strategy. And um, Poppy, am I missing anybody? If, yeah, I didn't, uh, I'll be honest, it was a long list, but, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, if I thought after I said it out loud, if, if, if we did miss anyone, one, I apologize, you can blame me uh, for zoning out on the list of names, but, uh, I, uh, Mr. I believe we're going to be posting up a article about this and we're actually going to have the org chart. We'll have the org chart on there so you guys can see who's who. Uh, and, uh, just to kind of piggyback what RT was saying, one thing we really want to do with standing up the DAO is it, you know, number one is, right. We want to be there to protect the protocol, to protect the investors, right. That's the number one concern everyone has is, you know, until you stand up that, that DAO uh, authority, it's really a project driven uh, uh, venture, right. So then you introduce the DAO and suddenly the community does have that measure of influence on, on the direction of the project and some checks and balances on, on the power. And that's really important in the DeFi space. But the number two reason we wanted to have the DAO is transparency, clarity, communication. Uh, the DAO and, and everyone on this call that's part of the DAO council, one of our number one priorities is always going to be to provide as much information as possible back to the community to distill it in a way that is 
easy for you guys to understand because not everyone is an engineer. Not everyone is a financial expert. Not everyone, uh, you know, is whatever. Right. So we're going to, we're going to make it very digestible, very easy to understand it. And we're going to, we're going to increase that pace at which we provide those updates. And, and, and we're really trying to do weekly updates. I think we're still trying to settle whether it's going to be, you know, the end of the week or beginning of the week, but the, the intent really is to uh, be in constant daily contact with the champions, with the project team and to keep you guys in the loop as well. So uh, anyways, back, back to you, RT. Yeah, no, great, great uh, points there, Poppy. And that that's really the, you know, driving force behind um, the, the bylaws that we've created and we'll be publishing, um, you know, over the next coming days here for the community to see. Um, and really what the by bylaws are is just a, a framework for our DAO. Um, so we leveraged a lot of good work that's been done by previous DeFi projects um, that have a lot of had a lot of success in their DAO governance. So really what the bylaws are is just a framework for how we want to operate as a decentralized organization. Um, and, you know, a lot of great work from everybody on the DAO council, um, input from the community and input from the core team kind of has put us in a really good spot. So we're excited to get that out. Um, to the broader community and start implementing the the framework that we built out there. Um, and, you know, now that we're kind of past that phase, I think the community really start to see what Pappy was talking about is actually using that framework to provide a bunch of transparency um, and more regular, regular communication with the community and also, you know, a more clear governance structure um, that will continue to, you know, be iterated on and, you know, become more and more decentralized as we, you know, grow as a protocol. So we're all really excited about it. Yeah, and if I could jump in here, I think just to kind of add on to what you both are saying, it's it's great to have that that accountability structure, right? It's it's so good to have your help on making sure that we can enable the transparency that there is a desire for, and certainly, you know, we should be providing it from the get go. It's it's just so hard to do that with such a lean core team, and that brings me to the maybe the number three thing that is valuable from having the Dow Council, from having this transition process in place, it's it really does help us extend our own legs, right? It gives us more resource. It's been incredible working with everyone here and folks that are not even on the call, but everybody on the Dow Council. It's not just so great to have the expertise, that domain knowledge that's built into each one of these council leaders. They are the subject matter experts, right, in the seat that they're in. And because of that, there is a lot more conversation. There's, sure, there's pushback on ideas, but that's that's healthy dialogue, right? That's how good ideas get formed, right? And that collaborative approach is something that, you know, to put to shorten this up a little bit, it's welcomed with open arms and we're just so excited to be going through this process with you guys. So, you know, thanks, thanks to you guys on that. And uh, yeah, just number three is just the additional resource and the additional bandwidth we have now. Yeah. We not all, we're not only just firing on all cylinders, we have more cylinders to fire on. Right. So it's a little upgrade. Maybe we were a, a, a nice little four banger before of the, uh, an I four and, and now we're a, a V12. <laughs> We're a v Lamborghini V12 engine right now. Boy, V12. But you know the uh, the Tesla Teslas have a faster zero to sixty, sir. So, oh, don't get me started on that. That's a whole different you heard, sir. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, 
moving on from actually, I'm sorry. I, and I'm looking at the bylaws. So we got a little, little uh, list of, of topics you wanted to cover. Uh, we had some other members of the council and we have Misam on. Is there anything, Misam, that you wanted to add before we move on to the next uh, the next subject? Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, uh, thank you for having me. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I'm also really excited, especially speaking on the Eid side of things. Um, I just want to say congratulations to everyone, ourselves and, and the entire community uh, for finally um, being able to, like, you know, say a little bit of a mission accomplished in that dimension that we uh, brought in the three uh, new waltz. So that was a lot of hard work uh, and a lot of energy and, and time put into it. And so it's extremely beautiful that uh, that it's now actually in place and, and it's actually doing its thing. So that's really good. Um, a couple other things that probably I wanted to add to, uh, to this is that also um, very happy that uh, we were working hard on um, uh, on fine-tuning um, our website slash app uh, portion uh, on the Ethereum side uh, to, to make it more, um, you know, intuitive and to reflect uh, more of the Yaxis V3 vision. Um, so um, there, you, if, if you have the eye to see, then you'll see that those, those enhancements have also gone in place. And, 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 there's, and there's more up and coming. We've got um, really good ideas uh, that are at, at play um, uh, that will um, eventually make the process uh, even more seamless and, um, and require less technical know-how for the end users um, uh, because we've got to never forget our actual motto, right? So, which is making DeFi easy. Um, and of course, ideally lucrative as well, but we've got to keep it easy so that it's even, so it's simpler to do and simplicity always wins. Um, and, um, and that said, um, uh, uh, and, and also we, um, um, also are, welcome any kind of, you know, constructive, uh, feedback and ideas, um, being ourselves at one point end users, um, knowing the value of, of that side of the community, um, there's always going to be things that uh, the head's going to miss and only uh, the hands or the legs are going to catch. So uh, from, from that vantage, um, we're we are setting up even more better channels in which feedback can be provided back to us um, so that if we're not seeing something and, and someone else is seeing it, then we're catching it. But with the caveat here, with this new way of the things that are doing, which really proud and really, really happy about, is, is that now that the things are falling in the place that they are, they, the, the, the final thing is anyone can come up with an idea or a suggestion, and then it just goes in the wind. But what if it was actually implemented on, if it was actually looked on, and if it was viable, then it was actually put into place. Those things are now there, and those working parts um, in all different dimensions, in this one and on all the other dimensions, whether it's the AVAX walls or um, BD or everything else, it's now truly getting into that uh, motion where uh, where it's not just someone said something and then someone said, okay, we'll think about it. But instead, it's now moving in the direction like you've got different different minds saying, okay, this is goes into this category and then this is the team that needs to focus on it and then this is how we need to deliver it. So really, really excited about that and uh, so happy to be a part of um, um, uh, building the true fundamentals of a project that uh, we all see uh, and the community sees as definitely going to be uh, uh, one of the best uh, projects in, in DeFi for the years to come. That's it, Poppy. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you, Misam. 
And yeah. uh, it, I, I really want to emphasize that one point, which is building a protocol to to last, I don't say the ages, but to last the years, right? To, to make it through uh, to the next cycle. And what we're seeing right now in a lot of the DeFi space is it's, it's hard work. Uh, and you can, you can believe that everything we're doing right now is focused on that long-term roadmap, that, that long-term sustainability of the project. This is not a quick pump and dump. We are building the framework for an enduring uh, protocol. So very, uh, very excited about that. When, when the, as more and more of these pieces come together with each one, I get more bullish and, and more excited. Um, for the next topic, we're going to talk a little bit about the community stuff. Uh, so this is a little bit more fun, a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, first thing is I did publish the community calendar. I believe this is the first time we've had this published for everyone. Uh, and so every week on Wednesdays, I just want to highlight that we will have a game night. Times can be subject to change. Uh, we have a role within Discord. Unfortunately, I can't do that in Telegram, but we do have a gaming role in Discord. So you can sign up, you know, just contact me or a moderator. We can give you that uh, tag so that whenever we're coordinating stuff, we can ping you guys. Uh, every Friday, we're going to rotate through either a Yaherd, which is where we're at now, or the happy hour. The happy hour, what we're envisioning is uh, to, to build this happy hour into something that can bridge the community. We don't want it to just be Y-axis. The DeFi space is so much bigger, so much more diverse. We want to bring in our partners, our friends, other projects. We just want to bring people in to sit down, have a beer, have whatever with us, or if you don't drink, just have some, you know, some soda and hang out for an hour or two and just talk crypto, talk DeFi, have a good time. Had a lot of fun last, uh, yeah, last week. Looking forward to next week and the next happy hour. And if anyone has any suggestions on any any folks they'd like to invite uh, or any protocols you would like to to get engaged, just let me know. I'm working on a, uh, a little kind of virtual ticket just to... Just a picture. Um, that, that something we could send to someone and say, "Hey, you're invited to join us for the Y-axis DeFi Happy Hour." Uh, and, and the beers mm -hmm. and whiskeys are on Mr. Poppy. <laughs> you know, I did, <laughs> I did, I did mention to you that I was trying to figure out a way that we could, uh, we could, we could send tokens to someone as you know, kind of beer money for for participating in the happy hour. And I think there may even be some projects out there that. That is their purpose. So, yeah, it's something to think about. I, I, I always am happy to treat someone to a beer. So, uh, and then the other things, you know, we'll put some other stuff on that community calendar. Like you're going to see, we have a community moderator meeting every Monday. We, the Dow Council has a meeting on Mondays. Uh, and I'm talking to Mr. and some of the, the, the champions to get some of the other items on their agenda, just to give you guys visibility. We want you guys to be able to sit there and see everything that's going on uh, on the project side, because there's so much every single day. I got to tell you, it's from morning to night. Uh, I'm talking to these guys and I know they're talking to each other and there's just so much going on. We want you guys to see all that goodness and just to, to get that comfort level that, you know, we're just not sitting around on our hands. We're really doing a lot. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say on community is just kind of reaching out and asking you guys to do me a solid. The number one commodity in the crypto space is attention. If we don't have 
if we don't have someone's attention, that means we don't have their investment. That means we don't have their interest. Uh, I'm trying to enhance, uh, you know, my personal goal, right? And you guys probably saw my message earlier in the week in Discord. I'm trying to enhance the visibility of the project just across the the larger crypto space, especially on Twitter. Uh, so I've been managing the the mascot account this past week. It will continue to do so. If you're on Twitter, please, you know, show me some love, hit the like button, you know, drop a comment in there, just kind of show that we're engaged and that we do have an active community that goes a long way just to getting out there and get in front of people. Um, and a final note on the community is we'll probably be launching some, uh, some, meme and art contest soon i was going to put it up on the we have a a uh, a like bulletin board i was going to put it up there but i'll be announcing that soon with some prizes but looking for some more like stickers emojis that kind of stuff so if you're an artistic type and that's of interest to you please uh feel free to message me all right and next up on the agenda i think uh gentlemen we're going to be talking about avalanche that's my number one favorite thing to talk about. So let's let's get into it. Uh, I think we're going to start with uh, with RT, or is it Mister? Yeah, uh, I'm happy to kick it off. Um, so obviously, ETH gas fees have been pretty brutal for um, you know, pretty much everyone using the network. Um, it's kind of made it more of a chain for for larger wallets, uh, maybe you know institutional types, uh, which you know we welcome to use our vaults, and that that's probably a lot of a lot of the capital that's coming in right now, but we wanted to also, you know, our mission is to make DeFi easy and that means serving retail um, crypto investors as well. Um, and we, because of that, chose to go after Avalanche um, as our first um, first try at multi-chain. So we, we have a great team of devs now that have um, really made a ton of progress on this front. So we're excited to launch on Avalanche and, you know, create a, um, a suite of vaults that retail users can use and not, you know, get gouged on gas fees and, and put their assets to work. Um, so that's coming out, you know, very soon trademark. Um, and, and we're really excited about it. And the other thing about Avalanche is it, it's allowing us to kind of serve as a test environment for new tech as well. Um, and new features we're thinking about that we can also port over to Ethereum afterwards. Uh, so we, we think it's going to be a huge step for the Axis project um you know and the first of of many different chains that we ultimately go on to down the road uh mister i think there's a, a couple of things you want to touch on as well correct uh yeah i guess it's the alpha portion <laughs> of your herd at this point so as far as avalanche is concerned everything it, spot on rt we we do think that we do know rather that the reduction of transaction fees on avalanche basically Oh, it's it's so low that it's almost there are no transaction fees, right? Re removing that friction is going to be a huge, huge win for us, right? And that is one of the reasons why we chose Avalanche. But it is also uh, because it is an EVM compatible, right? Alt chain L1. It is uh, very similar in terms of code. Uh, so it takes very, it doesn't take as much uh, rejiggering of our core v3 architecture on ethereum to launch on avalanche and that's allowed us to really get up to speed pretty quickly on avalanche so you know we are still on track 
to launch by end of month. We won't get any more granular than that because, well, at the end of the day, building software is really hard, right? And and uh, any any number of things can pop up and slow you down along the way. But that is just a little bit of me hedging right now. Really confident, really proud to say that our devs are also firing on all cylinders, right? They're 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 part of that V12 right now, right? They're they're at the front of the car, <laughs> really. And they're they're making sure that we are secure. Certainly we are going to be delivering good yield. And as far as a little bit of extra alpha here, they're enabling us to go out and really show off to potential partners, right? show off our core v3 on ethereum use that as validation for what we're going to be doing on avalanche and we've been talking to a lot of potential partners out there one of the reasons we're so excited for avalanche is it is super early still and what that means is there are a lot of partnership opportunities out there so won't get into too much of some of these partners but in the spirit of giving a little bit of alpha, we are speaking with Trader Joe and we are speaking with Ava Labs, uh, Ava Labs being the creators of Avalanche, right? So we, we're we really excited to, to see what's possible. And if you can read between the lines, I think, you know, some folks out there might be able to understand just kind of what our go-to-market strategy looks like on Avalanche at this point. But yeah, we'll leave it there. Really excited. Partnerships on the way. Yield is going to be flowing right out of the gate once we launch. And let's let's bring retail back online, guys. That's the plan. Yes, I I, I got to tell you, me personally, and I've talked about it in you know in, in Telegram and in Discord, but I cannot wait for Avalanche. It, you know, Ethereum. I I, I love you, Ethereum. And you'll always be the king of DeFi, but boy, it's uh, it's just not cost efficient to to do regular transactions, and that's a reality that uh, we absolutely are not blind to. And we've been working hard to get that multi chain in place. So people like me who don't have you know forty ETH in the wallet to 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 do stuff like compounding, uh, you you can you can do it on Avalanche because it's just infinitely cheaper. It's going to be so good. Yeah, a shout uh, out to Vitalik on this one. Um, we, we, we still love ETH, uh, but it is becoming very, very painful to use for a regular user. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sure it's on your mind. <laughs> Please help us. Hopefully devs can do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I think next up, this is actually one of the other things I'm really super excited about because this... This is a spicy, spicy uh, uh, service once we roll it out. But we're going to talk about the borrow feature. And, Mr., I think you're on the hook for this one as well. Yeah, it turns out I am. I think, you know, as part of the alpha section of the alpha portion of our You Heard today, I think let's talk a little bit about why we're so excited about borrow. Okay. The borrow lending feature that we have coming up. It's been on our roadmap, so folks that are listening that are have been plugged in, have been following us, are in the community, this shouldn't be news to you, but for the sake of the newer folks that may be listening, what we're doing with this new product that's just over the horizon is to enable folks to 
borrow against their stablecoin collateral at a at a really competitive, really high uh, LTV. That's loan to value ratio. And the kicker here is the loan that you take out against your collateral pays itself back. And we're able to do that because we already have our core V3 architecture. We have yield generating vaults, right? And the yield that we're generating is is nothing to laugh at, to be quite honest. I mean, I mean, obviously, I would be the one saying that, right? But it is true. We we do have some of the best rates, right? On uh, some of the most stable best rates out there, because again, we're not only just going after high yield opportunities. But we are looking at liquidity, right? We are looking to reduce our risk profile for our investors because there's no point earning high yield if, if poof, your your assets get inflated, your your pool disappears, right? Whatever happens, that needs to continue to that yield needs to continue to come through, right? So we already have this yield generating architecture, and what we're going to use that to do is repay the loans using the collateral that users will deposit into the borrow lending feature slash product, right? So just kind of the way it works at a high level is you have a bag of stable coins. You actually would rather not, you know, spend all of it, but you do need to spend, you have a need to mobilize some of it, whether it's for a real world purchase, perhaps, maybe it's for an NFT, right? Or or maybe you're looking to do some advanced DeFi strategies, right? Maybe you're looking to loop a little bit, right? For those of you that know what it is, we'll leave it there. But, you know, the the idea is that they would bring it in. And instead of having to actually spend their stable coin, what they can do is deposit into the vault and a deposit into the borrow lending feature rather and access a high percentage of that collateral that they deposit in and get that immediately back in stablecoin and be able to spend that stablecoin right out of the gate. Meanwhile, the amount that they took out against their collateral, the loan that they took out is paid back because we take the amount they deposited and we put it to work in our vaults, right? And the yield it generates, we give right back to the borrow lending feature user in terms of paying back that loan. So in a matter of years, after they've taken out the loan and spent the money, looped, NFT, bought a car, bought a boat, whatever it is, their loan gets paid back for them. And once that happens, they can take the full value of their collateral right back out. So it's essentially what we're allowing are free loans, right? Over a certain period of time. And that right there, I think, is is exciting, not just in terms of offering more value to our existing users, incredible value to anybody that's looking to, to use a product like this, because that will attract them to Y-axis in the first place and then expose them to our suite of products, right? But from the project standpoint, from where we sit, it's an incredible opportunity to generate revenue, right? And we won't get into the tokenomics. We won't get into the the, the mechanics of that. But we we are very excited for Borrow because it is a revenue-generating opportunity for us, right? And while we are focused on revenue across the board, we're really, really excited to see what the revenue potential is from Borrow. Um, 
but yeah, we are looking to launch that after Avalanche and a little bit of el- el- additional alpha for everybody. We're, we're actually, you know, I don't want to say ahead of schedule on that one, but I, we're in a really good place with Borrow. We are standing up the front end at this point, the back end, the contracts are done. The patches are, are, are done. And we're looking to stand up a front end and start testing, right? There, throughout this process, we're going to continue to find things that we need to maybe tweak a little bit, maybe, maybe you know, optimize uh, certain lines of code. And that's, that's part of why building software is so hard and why we don't, we prefer not to commit ourselves to hard and fast timelines because so many things can happen, right? In the name of, having clean code in the name of reducing your, 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 your risk profile, strengthening your security. Right. And, and, and that puts, but regardless with all those considerations in place, we're, we're in a great place for borrow. We're sent, like I said, we're standing up the front end. We're about to start testing things. And I think, you know, once that stuff starts to happen, it'll start to become a little bit more visible on chain. So maybe, you know, at that point we can start to give more and more alpha um, because, some of it's going to be out of the bag anyway, uh, the cat rather. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's where we stand on borrow. Yeah, and you you start to see a theme when with with everything that we're talking about, and you could almost make a list. The looking back through twenty twenty one into the start of twenty twenty two of uh, what are the lessons learned, what are the best practices of DeFi two what worked and what didn't. And what worked is what we are integrating into Y-axis. Everything that you're seeing, going multi-chain, adding the borrow feature. Uh, and actually, I think you have some more stuff to cover. So maybe I'm a little bit ahead of myself. But this is what I've been saying for a long time, which is we are taking the best parts of what worked in, in the DeFi 2.0 model, and we are adopting that. And that's why I'm so excited about all of these. Um so, Mister, I think you had one more item, though. That, oh, that I you did. Were gonna... Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, I guess we're giving more alpha now. So, uh, <laughs> the next thing, uh, as far as our roadmap is, we are looking ahead to leveraged trading, and we're we're looking to launch a leveraged trading product. Um, we're we're still working out the details of it. But while we work out the details, that hasn't stopped us from starting development work. Uh, so code base is being worked on at this point. We are starting to explore early design concepts of what that UI might be. Really focused on a clean user experience, right? Kind of making sure that the ethos of Y-axis still rings true there, right? That making it as easy as possible, as frictionless as possible, visually appealing and not too cluttered, right? It's, it's, it maybe, you know, for some folks that might seem like not really a big deal, but the devil really is in the details, right? That, it, that cohesive user experience from no awareness all the way to becoming a user and depositing into our platform, the, the experience of every, at every touch point becomes this, you know, is additive. It becomes what defines whether or not we are going to actually be able to ultimately attract and retain this capital, right? So we, we're we're thinking through all those things now, you know, yeah. super excited for the revenue potential here. And that is a common theme. You're right. 
Big Poppy, right, Mr. Poppy? We need to be focused on revenue as this DeFi 2.0 quote unquote narrative uh, continues to unfold. You know, what is clear, right? Everybody has a slightly different definition of what DeFi 2.0 really means, but what's really becoming clear are some of the trends that are out there. And I think we spoke to this a little bit last time and not to beat our chest a little bit too much, but we've been focused on all these things that are now becoming trendy, right? It is about healthy tokenomics. It is about capital discipline, making sure that we're managing our capital, not just our cash, but our tokens in a way that ensures that long-term runway, right? And being mindful about how we deploy, where we deploy, what we allocate, right? All these different pieces of the puzzle need to come together to make to to ensure that longevity, that blue chippiness that we're we're going for, right? And, and leverage is going to be a big part of that. And, and I think you know we definitely should probably have me shut up a little bit before I give too much away. But um, all that to say, we're we're in a good place with leverage as well because of our developers, because they are uh, supporting a multi-stream uh, pipeline, which allows us to you know, continue to work ahead as we focus on immediate term milestones, right? And all along the way on all these different work streams that we're, we're supporting, you know, we, you run into problems and it's not about avoiding the problems, right? Success is not about being able to be perfect. Success is really about how you adapt, how you deal with these bumps in the road. And I'm really proud to say, our devs are doing a fantastic job on that, right? They're, they're, they just actually, you know, we just got off a call and gave us some really good news. We won't get into that. That is a little bit too much alpha for this call. But all that to say, shout out to Haz is listening on the call right now. So uh, what's up, sir? Thanks for thanks for all all you do. And I'll end it there, Mr. Poppy. Yes. The uh, the unspoken heroes. I know we we get we get the fun job. We're the guys that get to sit here and. Tell you guys the good news. They're the ones that actually have to code and implement it. So thank you guys. Uh, really, really do appreciate the the hustle and the hard work on your part. Uh, so, you know, normally when we get to the end of these calls, we have a little bit of Q&A. One thing we've done since the DAO Council has come online is we've added a channel into Discord. It's called Ask DAO Anything. I would have used proper English, like ask the DAO anything, but you can only fit so many characters in there. So ask the DAO whatever is on your mind, and we will do our best to answer it. It is open 24-7 anytime. If you wake up at 2 in the morning and you think, boy, I got this question about why access, I would love to ask the guys, uh, drop it in there and we'll, we'll, we'll answer it. But what that means is that for the purposes of the you heard, we don't really have a lot of Q&A here. There was one question that was kind of pending that, uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. If, if if you don't have an answer, Mister, because I'm putting you on the spot, that's okay. But does Y-axis need a special bridge because it's a non-ERC20 token? And I think a lot of people forget that Y-axis uh, is the first of its kind, if I remember right, uh, for the particular type of ERC token that we are. Uh, yeah, and not 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 on the spot at all. I think that's a great question. In fact, and it it gives us a chance to maybe plug ourselves again real quick. It's We are not technically the ERC-20, right? We are an ERC-677. What does that mean? Well, it means that on top of all the functionality of ERC-20, 
we have the ability to do what is called a transfer and call. Uh, there is that functionality built with built into the ERC six seventy seven token standard, and that allows us to streamline the uh, a couple transactions into one. And in, instead of an approve and stake, you can st- approve and st- instead of approving and staking across two separate transactions, that does allow us to approve and stake in one go. Now, what that means for the bridge is, actually, it's a pretty short answer. No, we don't need a special bridge, right? Because we are fully backwards compatible with the RC20, we're we're using standard bridges, right? And if that question was kind of getting at, you know, our, you know, potential security risks, I think, that doesn't open open us up to any additional security risks, right? We we are pretty pretty standardized. We're using a standard bridge approach, and really, you know, the we don't see the bridge being a huge volume play for us. We don't see a lot of volume moving through our bridge, um, just because you know if we play this out a little bit, the folks that are looking to use that bridge are the folks that have been loyally holding on, right? have been supporting the project, but for whatever reason, right, the gas landscape has changed. That's changed some of our users' ability to actually engage with the protocol, right? Because all these transactions are so expensive. So we do see uh, folks wanting to bridge out over to Avalanche, right? And that's why we built the bridge. That's why we wanted to make sure that we take care of all our loyal loyal users, right? They're they're stuck right now, and they've been so loyal. They've been supporting us this whole time. We wanted to ensure that they have a great user experience going forward in, on Avalanche, right? But at the end of the day, you know, the bridge is probably only going to be used by a certain subset of our existing uh, holder base. The vast majority of our retail inflow that we're expecting with our Avalanche launch will happen on Avalanche, and that's why we purposely did decide to create an LP, uh, a, a, um, use the Trader Joe AMM, right? So that we do have liquidity tradable. We do have a tradable market on Avalanche that allows anybody, new user, existing user, whatever, to go to Avalanche and buy the token, come into, come into our V3 on Avalanche and use the protocol to its fullest, whether it's depositing into the vault and then locking up the access to boost your APR or it's voting to drive emissions to your favorite vault, you know, all that functionality is over there as well. So we're providing kind of a, a, a dual solution here, right? Giving a better user experience, a less transactional, uh, a high cost transaction experience um, for our existing users, allow them to go bridge over to Avalanche, but also, support an entirely new audience, right? This entirely, this entire retail audience that is on Avalanche, we're really excited to welcome them into the fold as well. Yes, sir. Very, very excited. I can't, I can't wait to get onto a chain that doesn't cost me 100, 200, $300 for a transaction. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of the uh, year heard. Is there any, Parting comments from anyone on the call. I'll start with RT. Anything, sir? Okay. Hey, sorry, couldn't get couldn't get off mute there. Um, no, just super excited about um, everything we talked about today, and 
just encourage everyone to ask any questions in the Discord and uh, just come by and hang out. We uh, we always welcome community participation. Yes, sir. Uh, and for myself, uh, nothing. Just you know, the Super Bowl this weekend. So I hope you guys uh, got your bets in. I'm not going to say who I think is going to win, but uh, maybe when you see Poppy next week, he'll be a hundred yaksis richer. And uh, and then I'll pass it to you, Mister, for any closing comments. Uh, yeah, closing comments, I suppose, would be uh, West Coast, Best Coast. So we'll see how it goes on Super Bowl there, Mr. Poppy. Uh, maybe I'll be 100 Yaxis richer. Um, but a uh, quick little plug before we go, y'all. Um, this is a call to for contributors. We are in need of folks with design skills, um, especially animation skills. We are looking for folks with um, with with experience uh, on on front end, if you are if you have any front end Web three experience, we are looking for folks there. And I think you know, for you, Mr. Poppy, we are looking for some community ambassadors um, to be part of our outreach team. These are all uh, compensated roles, whether they be bounty compensated or otherwise. The conversation is open on that front, but we'd love to start a conversation with you. If you're out there, if you're listening to this, you and you are a front end developer, if you are someone that just knows DeFi and, you know, is really active within a lot of communities, um, please come talk to us. You know, if you have design, graphic design, animation, MoGraph skills, come talk to us, reach out to us. We're on Twitter, obviously, but come hit us up on Discord. It's discord.gg slash y axis dash project and we're also on telegram i don't think we have a vanity url there but you can find all our links on yaxis.io